This is the man and the goat. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Man and the Goat podcast. I have no idea why I said hello twice, but this is Woody, and I'm here with Ray. As always, hello, hello. There he is. Hello, hello. No? You're supposed to say four it times? three times. Oh, four times. Oh, three. Fuck it. Let's uh, just. I did. I, I did it. <laughs> we'll just say hello through the whole fucking podcast. Why not? So, hey, I'm I'm just trying. I'm just trying to trump you. You know, like you say it two times. I got I got to one up it. Competition. Don't say don't say that word Trump. It triggers me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Iron sharpens iron. though. how about that? <laughs> so, I. Uh, have been having a, a hell of a month. We didn't post a podcast last week. I've been busy in a class for work. Of course, for work, it's been insane and uh, a lot of work. So it's taken a lot out of me. So um, I just haven't had the energy, you know, but we are back and I'm feeling a little bit more energized. Not quite there yet. Getting there, working on it with some Blade and Bow bourbon. I have three of the five keys, by the way. Once you get the fifth key, you can have a uh, tour of the distillery. And some other cool stuff, I guess. And uh, I'm looking looking forward to that happening because I'm a big fan of that bourbon. This shit is smooth. Hold up, wait. I didn't know about this. So I, Did you throw I the key, key away? No, I think I still have it. But uh, I didn't know I had to collect all five keys. But yeah, if that's a thing. That's that. I need to get all five keys, and you and me will go do that. Maybe we'll do a live stream or something. Oh yeah, from, that from would be cool. Place. Yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know that was a thing. That's a good idea. Yeah, you get all five keys, they give you a private tour. Well, it's happening. I got to go. I have three of the five. Some... So. Uh, well, I got to step it up because I, I, I have. I'm pretty sure they'll, like, I guess. What number is your key? You know? Oh, man, I don't know. I, I got to go look. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to go find it. It's, it's uh, downstairs. All right, cool. So. This podcast is not brought to you by Blade Mo, but it's definitely brought to you by alcohol because it's what you need when you think about this topic is alcohol. Lots of it. And today we're going to cover something that uh, is probably controversial and, you know, probably a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about, but it's women. And I feel like when I say that, like ominous music should play in the background, you know, women. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah. <laughs> I I mean, Hey, Hey, I noticed you took a sip of that copious amounts of alcohol we're going to need when we talk about this. So let me get one. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, <laughs> just the word makes me want to, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you're going to get us banned from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so, I will be the first. I think I should preface this whole discussion with a couple of things. First, I love women. Like, I do. I love pretty much everything about women. I mean, of course, there's little things they do that can bother me. But but for the most part, I'm telling you, like, I adore them. I love women. I, I, I mean, I mean that. And uh, so hopefully nobody takes offense to And I don't think they would. It's, you know, I, we're not going to be saying anything that's that uh, is outrageous, but that's first. Second, any man that tells you they know everything about women is a liar. Don't buy their lies. It's a snake oil salesman. So nobody fully understands women. Women don't even fully understand women. So I think that it's important to preface this with those two things, but I have a lot of life experience um, and I've dealt with some 
some doozies of, of women. I've dealt with some good ones, you know, and I've dealt with some bad ones. So, and I know Ray has too. And so we have our own, you know, viewpoints framed by our life experiences, but also by research. You know, we have both done some research and listened to some other people on this topic. So not all of this is coming straight from us, but um, yeah, I think that this should be a good topic and we might as well get right to it. What do you think, big guy? Oh man, I know you're gonna throw it to me off the bat. I thought you were. No, you want to get first. right to it or what? I mean, you got anything to add? Yeah. Oh hell oh, okay. yeah! I'm ready to rock and roll. Right. Yeah, man. I, I, so just let me let me throw something. Just like you, I love women. So let's throw that That's out there. That's what I meant. See, you wanted to say something. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I do. I I consider myself a feminist. I'm not one of those uh, new age feminists or you know one of those pansy ass feminists, but uh, I love women and I want what's best for them, and uh, and I support them uh, all the time frankly. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I definitely talk about masculinity a lot and uh, support that. So it's definitely a give and take. I believe that uh, men and women should be cooperative uh, and work as a team. So let's start there. But uh, yeah, no, let's rock and roll. Okay. So I'll throw it to you to, to start. Yeah, let's start with the team. That's a good place. Because the thing that I think of for a relationship as far as working as a team and all that stuff is I think back to the movie 300, which most people I think have seen that movie, you know, that's like the Spartans and all that stuff. And uh, Gerard Butler, that movie. Anyway, I think to that scene where that Persian came to basically tell King Leonidas, Gerard Butler's character that he needed to surrender, you know, or whatever, because it wasn't worth fighting and all this stuff. Right. And Gerard Butler's character, King Leonidas, he has the Persian backed up to this giant pit. I'm sure most of you guys can envision this and and remember this scene, but he has him backed up to this giant pit. And before he does anything, well, he pulls the sword first, right? And then he pulls it back. And before he does anything further, he turns around and he looks at his queen. And so his wife, his woman, which probably is offensive to say that, his woman. But anyway, his wife, his girl, I don't know. Whatever. He turns around and looks at the queen, and she all she does is she nods at him. Now, she's not nodding at him to give him permission. He's not looking back at her to get permission. He's getting validation. Like, they are on a whole other wavelength than anybody else, you know. So he looks at her. She knows exactly what the hell he's thinking. All she's got to do is nod at him, gives him that validation, and he kicks the Persian into the damn pit, which is, it's an awesome scene all the way around. But if you really think about that, that part right there, it's where Hollywood actually finally got something right, like with relationships and men and women, is is that scene right there. And, And I think that that's the way a woman should support a man, especially in a marriage, but even in general, you know, like if you're in a serious relationship, long-term relationship that is what you're looking for is a woman that knows where you're coming from understands you and can give you that validation if you're going in the right or wrong direction like it's not about her leading you or showing you or or any of that it's about you a man needs that from a woman that validation it's important it's super important 
And then it's important for the woman, for the man to seek that from her. You know, like you can't just make decisions just to make them. The woman's viewpoint in on things is is super important. And and I, I keep saying the woman, like people are going to get pissed about that. But hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know what I mean? Do you remember yeah, that scene? No, I mean, I, oh, absolutely. And I, and I think you're spot on, right? So I, I think that men and women are, are reciprocal and... Uh, cooperative opposites, basically, and I, I think that's exactly you know what what you said is right, and I, and I think that's an epic scene where, you know, exactly he looks back at his at his wife, his queen, and he just basically is looking at her like, you know, I'm about to do this, right? And she's like, yep, <laughs> you know, and he's like, it's on, you know, and they're on the same page, and they both have the same values, the same, you know, they both see it the same way, and they're like, this is unacceptable, and this can't stand, and and regardless of what comes, I'm with you, you know, that, that was unity, and in the face of, of war, they had unity and said, yep, do what you got to do, you know, and, uh, and, and I see that exactly the same way you do as they got that right. You know, like you want the person you sleep next to should be your teammate and your loved one and they should have your back and you should have theirs. And the last thing you want is a competitor. You don't want to be sleeping next to somebody that, you know, if you buy something and they get mad and they want to buy something of equal value or any of this other garbage, you know, like, like you're supposed to be on the same team. And if, if, if you buy something that makes you happy, then she should be happy that you're happy and vice versa, right? If you know she really wants something and you actually have like the money for something, I'm just using it as an example for today's because we're not kicking people in pits. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as an example of like things I see often, right, is competitive buying. But if, if you want to make her happy, then then you should you know, do something, whether regardless of what it is, to make her happy. And don't look at it as like, well, I bought you this, so now I should get that. No, that's not how this works. You guys are a team, you know, and and you guys, people should look at it that way. Um, and, and frankly, if you want to be completely honest, I am 100% for equality, especially when it comes to, like, equality of – of outcomes, equality, or excuse me, not of outcomes, of uh, opportunity, of like legal equality, making sure people are treated equal. I'm for all those things, but I think we need to uh, really just stop pretending that people are 100% equal because clearly they're not. Like you can, I mean, you can look at a man and a woman and realize that they are not 100% the same. Now that doesn't that doesn't mean that. Well, there's a know, difference like, between equal and the same. Yeah, no, I agree, right? And, and you're right. But I think people should be treated equally. Yeah. But uh, but there's a lot of people that, you know, are basically like, there's no difference between a man and a woman and those sorts of things. And, yeah. And to me, I think that, lose, I think that loses the, the, the point, you know? Like, like, I know what it's like to be in a good relationship. I know what it's like to be in a bad relationship. And I also know that the dynamics of those relationships were vastly different. And I think a lot of it had to do with you know, like simple personality conflicts or how people saw the world, different values. But but I feel like at least my most successful relationship is obviously the one with my wife. And I think we both clearly know where we stand and we both clearly communicate properly. 
we we talk about our expectations and, and I think that it took us a long time to get here. Don't get me wrong. We've been through struggles. I did not have the perfect relationship, not even not even close. But I think we've reached the point where we're we're clear in our expectations and we both know what, what each of us expect. And we're not afraid to whenever somebody steps out of bounds or, or does something that we don't like, either or we talk about it and we correct it, you know, and, but I think we are, we are not in the same roles, right? If you're fighting for the same roles, if both of you are trying to wear the pants in the family, frankly, I don't, I just don't see how that's going to work because I've been in relationships where that happens. And, and like I said, I think that the best relationships are ones that are, are reciprocal and cooperative and, uh, you know, filled with love, but, you know, you, you have to, you have to help each other in the ups and the downs and be that reciprocal force, not that, not that competitive force. Yeah. You know, I, I guess that's, I'm, well, I'm trying to boil well, it you, down to simpler terms, but it's so complicated. Yeah. I mean, all of this is com- is complicated and uh, we're never going to hit it all in this podcast. We'll do more, you know, cause this topic is something that really, I think you <laughs> yeah. could have a podcast in and of itself about this, you know, and they, they exist about relationships and, that kind of stuff, you know, because there's definitely a lot that goes into it. So, but you brought up a great point that I think we should talk about a little further, and that's love. And and the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the expectation, but the uh, oh man, help me out here. The uh, you talking about how people love differently? Well, you know, yeah, men and women love differently, for sure. But the interpretation of love, there we go. The interpretation of love. And, well, yeah, but but men and women do love differently. Let's, I guess we should start there. From, from what I've seen, and this is directed, let me just say this. It's different with young women, typically, typically. Nothing is ever, you know, absolute. So I hate that, like, you yeah. know. People need to keep that in mind. Anytime I say anything, there are no fucking absolutes. All right. But typically, a younger woman is going to look at love differently than like an older woman that has experienced life experiences with different men, maybe has a kid, has this, you know, has different things going on in her life. They are not going to look at love the same as, as a girl, as a young girl. Like that's just common sense, I feel. But I think it's an important point to make because what I'm about to say is directed more towards young men out there who are going after a young girl. And I'll just tell you, young men need to realize they'll be a lot better off and they won't be getting their heart broken quite as much because there's a misconception that women get their heart broken by men. Like that's what Hollywood shows you, but that's not reality. You know who typically gets their heart broken? The guy. Most of the time, it's 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 men. So something that they need to keep in mind when they're younger is women at that stage of their life are not capable of love, of loving you for you. They are not capable of it. They love what you provide them, what you give them. And it, I'm not talking about material things. It could be, and that's why you see like these 18-year-old, 19, 20-year-olds you know, going for their fucking teachers, you know, and shit like that. Uh, 
it could be status. It could be that. But most of the time, it's going to be you're the first one to show them some kind of affection, you know. And women eat that up. They love that. And and, and, and a young girl especially is going to love that. She's going to love that about you. She loves what you're giving her. She does not love you for you. And and the sooner you realize that, the the less it's going to break your heart when she moves on. Because she most likely will. She's going to find somebody else that she thinks is going to give you, is going to give her another level of that love a different way. You know, there she's maturing, she's growing. She realizes she needs it in a different way, you know, a different form. And so young men need to realize women are incapable of loving men for them, for you. She does not love you for you. She doesn't. So get that out of your mind. It's not a thing. And I'll let you speak on that. Yeah. All right, so I got two. <laughs> I got two things to say. So uh, I think that what happens a lot of times, I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a man and a woman thing, but I know like a lot of men I know that that uh, treat women, um, but, uh, maybe they womanize them if you want to go to that term, but basically you know they they will they look at women totally differently. In my experience, they all started out with falling in love early with some woman. So they fell in love with some woman at a young age, got done dirty. Now, I cannot say whether or not that woman got done dirty first and then treated that guy like shit. And it's like a perpetuating cycle. But what I realized is like a lot of men I know that that kind of use women or, or objectify them or things like that were done dirty by some woman somewhere, right? And then after they got their heart broken, that's kind of when they start their little player streak or look at things differently or or are kind of afraid to get too close or those sorts of things. Um so that's that's something of note. That may also happen to women. I don't know that, but I think uh in my experience I know plenty of plenty of guys that have gotten their heart broken. So I I, I agree with you that it definitely happens a lot to a lot of guys. Now on the utility piece, I think you're hundred percent spot on. And I think it's been like that since the beginning of time. Like men are basically looked at for the utility and they always have been for the utility that they, uh, they provide, right. Whether it's the alpha of the tribe, whether it's the, you know, the man that offers protection, whether it's, you know, somebody that offers financial stability, like very much so men are, are judged by the utility that they give others, whether that's, you know, a man is expected to provide, expected to, you know, provide a roof over your head, pay the bills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? And it's almost like if you want to go, I always feel like if you take it back in the day, back when we were all like, you know, not savages, but not as civilized as we are now, it really exposes this, you know, this veneer of, of civilization that we have of civility when you take it back, you know, to how things were a long time ago, right? And really what it comes down to is like when, when a tribe conquered another tribe, you realize that what happened, right? The men were killed and the women and children were either uh, kidnapped and enslaved until they were acquired by the tribe. And then eventually that tribe would would have babies with the the women and all those sorts of things, right? So a woman's 
ability to give birth automatically makes them more useful because the, essentially women are the future. People don't want to hear that, but that's the truth, right? Without, without the women's ability to give birth, then humanity would die, right? Um, so a man is basically judged by his utility, period, right? It's how much money you can provide, how much protection you can provide, how strong you are. You know, if we take it back to the woodlands, right? Or back in the day when we were in the woods or, or whatever on the, on the prairie or wherever we were, you know, you were as a man, you were basically the perimeter between us and them. And, and if you failed, then you died and your, your women and kids were taken. <laughs> like basically, you know, if you want to get, boil it down, it's how it's always been. Now I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's how it's always been. And so I think you do have a point where, you sort of see it today, but it's kind of masked by civilization. You know, like when when a when a woman's like, "Hey, I'm 20 years old. I'm gorgeous and I'm voluptuous and I look amazing. How do I get a rich man? Like, where do rich men hide out at? You know, I don't know if you saw. There's like a New York op-ed. It's pretty famous that went around where a woman actually asked that, like, "Hey, I want a man with six figures. Where do they hang out with? I'm 20 years old and I'm amazing, right? And you know, a, an investment banker basically replied back to this op-ed and explained like, hey, you know, from an investment standpoint, you're a depreciating asset and blah, blah, right? It got pretty famous. But the bottom line is she is looking for utility. She says, hey, I am this asset. I look good. I whatever, right? I want I want a man that provides me the utility that I need. That's essentially what she's asking for from a financial standpoint. Uh, and you can get into an argument on who's willing to make that trade or that investment, but the bottom line is that's what she's looking for. That's what she's expecting. And, and I think a lot of people still expect those things. Now, just like you said, nothing's an absolute, but men should sort of understand uh, how we've evolved into this. And and as much as we think we've changed from our lizard brains and, and we're so civilized and so smart, you can look at this, you can look at it and you see it all the time, right? What happens when, when, Somebody when a guy loses their job, what's one of the first things that usually happens? <laughs> divorce. Like if you get into financial stress, one of the first first major stresses of marriage that lead to divorce, financial stress. Right? Why? Because a lot of times the man has lost his utility. At the same time, what happens from a relationship standpoint is if the man is no longer the breadwinner, doesn't provide, doesn't do those things. There's a good chance that what will happen is the woman will have to take that role as the breadwinner and those sorts of things, but you can argue whether or not, you know, the percentage of women that want it want to take that role. I don't know. Right. You'd have to ask the individual woman. Right. But uh, I know from other examples and from people I know that their wife would start to resent their husband because he sort of became a stay at home dad. He lost his job and couldn't really find another one or the jobs that he was offered. He wasn't sure if he really wanted. So the woman kind of took the, you know, the, the role of the house, you know, quote unquote, of historically speaking, the man in the house, and she would resent uh, her husband for it, and it led to divorce. Um, and I think there's plenty of examples of that, but a lot of people want to ignore those sorts of things, those sorts of dynamics, you know, because frankly, it's not PC, and uh, but the reality is, is it happens, and and if you're a young man, you sort of need to think about those things, you know. Um, yeah, well, if you're a young man. Maybe, and you're listening to this, you know, you're probably thinking, okay, well, what do I do then? You know, what am I supposed to do? 
Well, in Woody's opinion, what you need to do is make yourself a high-valued man. And there's different ways to do that. When you're younger, you know, it's a little bit harder probably for the money side. But still, having a job will help, you know. Having your own set of wheels will help. I mean, everybody can probably remember when they were a teenager and if they had their own car and they had a job to take the girl to the movies or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It was a little bit easier, right? Like then a guy that's dead broke living at home in his mom's basement doesn't have wheels. You're not going to hit up many girls and be like, yeah, you want to come hang out in my mom's basement? You know, that shit ain't going to fly. <laughs> like she's going to be like, uh, no, Johnny fucking has a car and I'm going to go hang with him, <laughs> you know? So what can you do as a young man? Make yourself a high valued, high, highly valued man. And part of it too is get your ass off the fucking couch. We talk about this. Get your ass off the couch. Stop playing video games. Stop jacking off the porn and freaking go out there. Work out. Make yourself attractive. Get some nicer clothes. Dress right. Don't look like a slob. Don't look like a piece of shit. Women don't like that. And then the other piece of it too is if you make yourself a high valued man and you carry yourself like one, if you know in your head, if you have the confidence and carry yourself as a high valued man, a man that you know other women want, a woman out there wants, women want, women are going to notice that. They will gravitate towards that confidence. And actually, they're going to want you not necessarily because of your looks and all. It doesn't even really matter necessarily if you're the super fucking attractive. You don't have to be like Brad Pitt, you know. They are going to want you because they're going to know other women value that. They know that. Women all know that. And they compete. They compete with each other for men. So if you can keep yourself in that, that high value, you know, man range, I'll call it. You're going to have a better time keeping a girl that you like. If she thinks that it's a good possibility that tomorrow you could leave her ass and go find you another girl, like easy, she's going to be like, oh shit, like I, I'm, I'm going to keep them because that's how women think. Like it's weird, but that's just how they are. And that's why a lot of men get cheated on like in marriages and women leave them is because, yeah, we've talked about that before. You'll have housewives, four-year-old housewife, you know, who's like... All he does is come home, sit on the couch, play video games. He looks like shit, smells like shit, talks like shit. <laughs> and I'm going to go fucking hook up with the pool boy, you know, like don't put yourself in that position. There's things that you can do and, uh, and you can really can't blame the women for doing it. Like, I mean, it's not right, but you know, in the end, like you, you kind of can't. So that's, that's my opinion on that. What do you think young men should do? I think you're a hundred percent spot on. So that is 100% the reality, right? What you should be doing is focus, quit worrying about the woman you like or the woman you, you know, quit worrying about what you think she wants and all that crap. It's probably wrong anyway because you look at the world differently. What you should do is focus on yourself and make sure that you are somebody that they would want. Don't worry about becoming somebody that, that you know, don't worry about becoming somebody you're not, right? Just be yourself, but... Make your make yourself have the utility, essentially that that they would seek, right? Um, I think you're a hundred percent spot on on that. Um, one of the examples you talked about was women compete. That's absolutely true, right? Um, if you ever heard of the thing called plate theory, you should Google it. But basically, a lot of people that don't uh, 
a lot of people that aren't married, right? This is for the young man that's not married. They're in the dating scene. Here's the deal. If you're dating one person and that's your, you know, the only person you've dated in a long time and all that stuff, you tend to put them on a pedestal. You do all these things and they basically turn you into a, a bitch, right? There's no way to say it, but, but that's the reality, right? You, you would do anything for them. You, you know, if you're hanging out with your buddies and she calls you, you're going to drop them, you know, your buddy wants to hang out and you're going to, you're basically going to tell your buddy to fuck off because you're hanging out with her. I need to quit cussing, but that's, that's what happens, right? You basically just drop everything for this one person. Um, and that is the exact opposite of what you want to do, right? And frankly, you want to be like, Hey, you want to tell her, Hey, I'll hang out with you tomorrow. I'm going to go hang out with my buddy. And, uh, on the flip side, plate theory means if you have, if you're dating more than one woman, right. And, and, and another woman basically says, Hey, uh, let's hang out. And you go, I can't, I'm busy. They don't, they don't really like that. And on the flip side, if they get sassy with you and they decide to leave, you know, or decide to basically say, oh, fuck you, you got, you're juggling other plates, right? So you're like, all right, whatever. It's, it's one plate of many, right? You, you, you tend to look at the world differently. Now, I'm not saying you should be a playboy or things like that. But what I'm telling you is that before you get into a serious relationship, you should make sure that the person that you're getting in this relationship with seriously wants you for you. And if they don't, don't don't spend all your time on one person, right? Like uh, you, you're going to date many people. Um, I will tell you right now, I'm not one of the people that believe in the one. I think there are countless, countless uh, people that are worthy of your affection, your time, and your love. And I think you are capable of finding them. And you know that, right? Like Hollywood feeds you this thing about the one and these people that do all these things. But the reality is, is how many divorcees out there, right? 50% of marriages end in divorce. So you end up getting divorced and then they find somebody else. And then, and then all of a sudden they're happily ever after, right? I know people personally that have done that. I'm not saying that you can't find the one earlier. You can't find somebody when you're young and realize that, hey, this might be the person for me. What you're really saying is that these people, this person has the same values as me. We really get along. We see the world the same way. This could really go somewhere, right? The reality is, is if it doesn't work out, the last thing you want to do, like a lot of people do, is you know they'll like kill themselves and stuff over somebody they think is the one. That that is a, a horrible perception to have of the world. Um, I will tell you from my own personal perspective. Perspective. I know many the ones that I had, right? I this is the one. This is the, no, it wasn't the one. No, nope, this wasn't the one. No, nope, this wasn't the one, right? So do not fall in that perspective. Frankly, I think it's unhealthy. If you want to be completely honest, like the idea that there's one person, if that one person uh, doesn't doesn't marry you, you know, and you find this person when you're 13 or some crazy shit, and now all of a sudden you know they find somebody else they like and they dump you, like. Do not get fixated on that person to the point where you're going to harm yourself. So let's, let's start there. But once you realize kind of what Woody was saying, right, that, hey, instead of focusing on this one person, focus on myself, focus on making myself the best man that I can be, you know, dress well, do all those things like Woody said, you're going to be surprised at how many women will realize that. And uh, then the next thing you know, they're going to be seeking you. And that, that is honestly the best way to go. And I know I piggybacked on you for a little while, but what are your spot on? Yeah. I mean, I've said before, and I mean this, <clears throat> when you, when you find love, because I don't know about the one, like fine. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about it. Maybe it is. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. Maybe there's multiple. I think that that's highly plausible, but 
I've talked about before that when you find love, and I still believe this, like my opinion on this has not changed. You will know when you love somebody. You will know. Like it's a distinct feeling that you rarely you rarely will feel. And the problem with it though is it's an emotion. And so whenever you start to act and think with emotions, you don't do the right thing. And you got to be very careful, especially when you're younger, because I think once you're older, you can kind of recognize it because maybe you've had it before. So you can correct yourself, you can self-correct. But whenever you're younger, I've done this before. Like I'm speaking from experience here and Ray can back me up on this. Like I've been in such a terrible place before because of a woman. And I mean, I was depressed. Like I was, I never actually thought about killing myself, but I mean, I wasn't happy. Like I was, I was pretty damn miserable. And, and what I'm, what I'm getting at is I kind of went off topic a little bit, but all right. I, I segued here. So love, let me get this point across. You will know when you love someone. It's a distinct feeling. However, don't let that emotion like control your actions. You got to be very careful with that because if you let it control your emotions, you're going to make mistakes. And one of those mistakes will be maybe she decides, you know, she is going to figure some other stuff out. Maybe she's going to go see some other guy or something like that. Do not. If you think that the solution and the way to get her back is to like message her or like today's world text her like for back in the day, it was like show up at her house. Like I've done that. Like I've showed it up at a girl's house and like set at her fucking door, like a fucking dog, which is ridiculous. You know, like, it was, this is horrible. After what? It's a horrible option. Like Hollywood tells you it's a good idea. You no, stand no, outside yeah. her window. I know, with, I'm, t- I'm saying box, yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. My example is one of of terrible. Yeah, like hell no, I would never. Like I'm gonna tell my son all this, you know. Uh, like the way to get her back is not that. I mean, not at all. Like she's gonna want you way less if you do that. Like showing up at her fucking window with a, a stereo playing some stupid fucking song, she's gonna be annoyed by your ass. Like that's not how that shit works, man. You know, like you you need the way you do it is you show her, like, you made a mistake. I was a high-valued man. Look at me now. I fucking got, like, 10 extra pounds of muscle. You know, I'm driving a fucking lifted truck. Look at all these fucking girls hanging out, you know, in the back of my truck. Like, if she sees that, she's going to be like, oh, shit. Not you fucking crying at her doorstep. That shit ain't going to (laughs) work. Like, do not obsess over women. Like that is, uh, you think that they're going to feel bad for you. Women do not, (laughs) they don't, they don't care. And, and that's my point. Like with the whole thing of women are incapable of loving men for, for you, younger girls. I think older women are better at it because they've experienced things. But the bottom line is I'm directing this at the young guys. Just don't chase like chasing a girl is just stupid. You're, you're setting yourself up for failure, for heartbreak, for disappointment. And it, it's you're going to like fall into this despair. You're going to spiral into this despair that is really hard to come out from, man. Like, it's difficult. It is super difficult. It's one of the hardest things. 
I think that you can do as a man is to come out of that. So it's very important for you to realize like from the beginning that this is a possibility. You have to accept it as a possibility and be able to realize that you are valuable. You're a valuable person, you know, and other women out there are going to value you. Get out there, show them your value. Stop jacking off the porn all the time. Stop fucking sitting on your ass playing video games. Go get a job. Go get you a set of wheels, you know. Fucking get you some nice clothes. Go out there, interact, talk to some girls, swipe right on whatever the fuck it is now. Swipe right on uh, Tinder, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that's important for men to know. That's a message I'm, I'm going to definitely pass on to my own son. I wish I would have been given this. I Like, honestly, I'll be honest with you. My dad didn't talk to me much about women. Like, I had to figure this shit out on my own. And I think because for men, it's difficult to talk to other men about this topic. At least it used to be. You know, it's kind of taboo, I guess. But, man, be a high-valuable person, a highly-valued individual. And that's not going to just help you with women. It's going to help you with everything in life. Like you'll, you'll notice a change in, in everything. So I'm going to end it. I think right there, I'll let you have the last word. Yeah. Uh, I think it helps like you're, you're spot on. Right. So I don't disagree with you at all. The only thing I would say is just a caveat. And I, I know you already mean this, but for the people that don't know you specifically, they might misinterpret it. So um, what I want to say is like a high valued individual doesn't mean you need to be driving a Porsche or some shit like that. Right. You just basically need to be a man that pulls his own weight. Right. Takes care of himself physically and, you know, isn't a, a slob. You know what I mean? Basically, like if you are a man of character, you know, and you're you're chivalrous, but chivalrous chivalry is uh, changed drastically. Right. From what it used to mean, um, which we can talk about that maybe in the next podcast. But. Um, if you're, if you're a man that's honorable and you, you know, you carry yourself the right way, you know, you look somewhat physically attractive, you're not a slob and you pull your own weight, meaning, yeah, you have a set of vehicle, like you have a vehicle, you know, or something that basically says like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not a, a broke piece of shit, you know, like basically not saying that if you, if you're broke and you fall on hard times, you're a piece of shit, but you know, the people that basically, uh, failed the launch if you want to go with that route right and they stayed in their mama's basement till they're 40 you know like you need to fix your life right but the people that you know have fixed their life but you know maybe got done dirty by a woman or whatever or or lost their job because of you know covid or economic crisis or something like that you know that's not what i mean just to clarify there but you know you need to make sure that you are at least carrying your own weight and you provide some type of utility but you don't do it for the sake of a woman you do it for the sake of you and who you are as a person based on your character and that in and of itself will will highlight you to to women that you know are looking for that type of man and and frankly um you know you kind you kind of want a woman that will value you for who you are and if if you are a man of character and and you do work hard and those sorts of things, that's the kind of person you want, you know, like, so you don't need to buy a Ferrari just to attract somebody and, you know, and they look at the Ferrari as the piece of, you know, the, the, the incentive that, you know, you, if you want, if you get a Ferrari, you should get a Ferrari based on who you are and you accomplished enough to pay for that thing, you know, like, but not for a woman or don't, you know, don't buy expensive shit to attract women. Yeah. 
You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, I mean, all it is is about making yourself a good person, you know? Like, and and that, that'll, yeah. The bottom line is, there's, diff- there's different levels of value. I don't expect everybody to be rich, you know, because I'm not. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. You're right. You know, uh, hopefully people already knew that, but I think it's good to point that out in case they didn't. You don't have to have the nicest stuff, but just carry yourself in a certain way, you know, like respect yourself. It's respect is what it is. If you respect yourself, other people will respect you, you know, like that's first step. Step number one is accept and respect yourself. 100% agree, bro. All right. Well, that's the topic on women. Send us the hate mail to uh, Ray. He will answer <laughs> all of the hate mail. And uh, I, answer, I answer all of them with middle fingers. Only the hate mail. But if you send me love letters, hey, I'll, I'll reply back in kind, full hearted. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Good talk. Appreciate the, t- the discussion. And uh, yeah. I always feel better after a lot of these conversations getting stuff off my yeah. chest. I like it. Yeah, man, I love it too. So, all right, bro. Have a good night. All right, later. You can follow The Man and the Goat on Twitter and Instagram. Just go to tmntg.com. There you will see a link to Instagram, Twitter. Follow those two things. Also on tm ntg.com you will also find some more the man and the goat tasty goodness